Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your, your story. story. So uh, we, so you guys know how my dad, ar- Dwight, argues for planning, which is just enough planning with just just enough for you to get through and improv the rest. So I'm interested in how Matt would describe how his uh, improv works. So when I'm preparing for a game... I will literally look back at the last session of what I did, and I will spend around five minutes. That's all it takes is five minutes for me. And I say, what is the cool concept that I want to have happen in the game? And I, and I just grab that concept, and I say, okay, that's going to happen. And, then I, and that's all the planning I ever do for a session. Right, but let's have this conversation first is... So I'm I'm just imagining somebody who's used to a pre-made campaign, and I mean the advantage of a pre-made campaign, assuming your players don't derail it, um, and this is kind of what this whole conversation is about. But um, assuming your players don't derail the game, you can run through the pre-made. You have all the historical facts. You have more information than you possibly need. You have fully maps drawn out, and then they hear you say something like, "I only take five minutes. I don't have anything really planned out." So what allows you to do that versus a pre-made gamer who may be stuck and maybe wanting to move beyond that? So in my personal life, I listen, I listen, to, I consume media at a, at a great rate. I, I watch a lot of TV shows. I watch a lot of movies. I, I uh, listen to audiobooks almost continually when I'm at my job. My job allows me to do that. And, and so I, over the years, I have just, consume a lot of media and I just have all of the, these concepts. So it's kind of like the, um, you know, 10,000 hours is professional and you have more than 10,000 hours of media yes. consumption. So when I say, hey, think about this concept, you're now thinking about the four books that you've read at some point in your life that touch on that concept, maybe three novellas, 15 TV shows and three movies. Exactly. And, but what, so if you're wanting to to kind of move into my my style of learning to improv, you know, and my entire game sessions are totally improv. I mean, I literally have the vaguest concept going into these sessions. Um, what I to kind of if you want to kind of prepare for something like that. So say you're 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 running a game that's a sci-fi game, okay? Before before you start the campaign. Watch a bunch of sci-fi shows, you know, watch or movies and just get these concepts and and just pull the things that you like. Like, say you like like Star Trek. Okay, I like the idea of the teleporter in Star Trek. So in my sci-fi game, there's going to be teleporters or and then you say, okay, but I also like Star Wars and I like the idea of this evil empire. Right. So so then you just kind of again. So the Federation's evil. Go. Exactly. And then you say, okay, you, you, and since I've watched both of them and I enjoy both of them, that, you know, and then you say, okay, so what others I like? I like Firefly, the TV show. Um, so we're going to play Smugglers in a game where... The Empire's evil... With teleporters. And, and then, teleporters. And yeah. then, so, so th- there's your concept, you know, it's like, and then... And then there's your overarching concept. And then for the, the game, you just say, okay, I, 
I'm, I look back at it and I say, I liked this, this character from this game. So they're going to encounter this, this character from whatever video game in this session. And then you just, it just organically, you watch the players react to this character and it actually helps if they've watched the same media. I mean, say you have a, a big a, a fan of Star Trek in the, in the world, you know, in, uh, in, your, in your group, and you pull a concept from Star Trek, he will then react because he... Because, it's instantaneously recognizable. Exactly. And then, so, so he then reacts in a way that's somewhat predictable because he's like, oh, I love this concept because it's something I love already. And then he, he, it draws him into the story. And then you, and then you just, and then you just learn to react to the, to those things. Right. So then, so just to pull it back, that's how you would do it. Yes. And so how I would do it, just to give a, a point-counterpoint, is I would be a little bit more on the side of not that open. Um, so I will, I will have some sort of destinations chosen, like, okay, we're going into this, and I need you to, you know, you find a dead body, and because we're doing a mystery type of thing, I need you to be able to find a couple clues on the dead body, so I'll give you... Two pointers, three pointers to certain locations. I don't necessarily have the locations planned out in my mind, but I might have gone through and at least come up with, like, the NPC that is known at this location is this person, and they may also be based on a person from media that I've consumed. Um, I like to twist my characters so they're not, like, it's not like, oh, I'm meeting Spock. It's like, uh, you're meeting a guy like Spock, but he has more funny personality. Yeah. You know, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I mean, you don't ever want to pull like the actual name you, character, you know, I mean, and a lot of times I will actually throw an NPC out there that I'm visualizing one way. And the way that the players react to him is like, like, oh, they're like, oh, this this reminds me of this guy. And I'm like. I was not thinking that way, but I have con- I, I've seen that show. So I'm going to improv so that that's who it is because I can't un I can't unlearn what the players have now just decided. Exactly, you know. Yeah. And I do this a lot of times with my mystery, even my mysteries. I will set up a, a, a the beginning scenario and ha- have this concept, and then as the players go through, they create their own mystery. So there's two ways to run a mystery. So the way I run a mystery is I typically start at the end. And I work my way backwards, so I know kind of, so I can do some of the foreshadowing and some other things like that. Or, if you're more comfortable with the medium and the media, you can do what Matt's doing and start at the very beginning with maybe a vague idea of where you're heading, but let the players and the, the, maybe this way, the story is alive and it's telling itself. And we're all just participants kind of feeding the beast as we go through. Hey, everybody, that concludes part one of three for this recording. And uh, part two will come up tomorrow. See you then. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to SkullRPG.com.